Welcome to Keeping It Real, the IGN Movies Podcast. Jim Vavida, Stacks here, joined as always and now forever by Chris Carl. Howdy do. Uh, hate to break it to you guys, but this is going to have to be uh, a, a very expedited uh, and uh, brief podcast. Chris and I both have a... Uh, a, a lunch, a business lunch. We got, we got a get lunch. To. We got a lunch. We, we, we got a lunch. We, we live gonna, in Hollywood, so we have lunches. I know. It's so douchey. But uh, it's important. So, um, but as luck would have it, actually not a real heavy news week outside of the, the Oscar nominations. But before we get to that, let me uh, just uh, embarrass uh, ourselves by talking about last week's <laughs> box stuff. Actually, not as bad uh, as in previous weeks where we just really, really sucked. Um <laughs> Uh, last weekend, uh, Underworld Four, uh, Underworld Awakening, opened at twenty-five point three million, followed by Red Tails with eighteen point eight. Contraband held over as number three with twelve million. Uh, Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close with ten million, and then Haywire opened in sixth place with eight point four million. Um, I had called Underworld as number one with twenty-three million, so I came pretty close. Uh, contraband with fifteen million again. That was twelve, but I I did uh, peg Red Tails as opening at only fourteen. It made four million more at eighteen. Uh, Chris, you had Red Tails number one with twenty one million. Underworld with twenty, and then Haywire with eleven. I pegged Haywire at eight. So actually, I was pretty close. We um, yeah we uh, if you combine our our tries, we did pretty well because I had we contraband did. third. We weren't all that off. Our our numbers uh, were more in the ballpark than they usually are. Just yeah. our ordering was a little off. But yeah, I I mean Red Tails definitely a little bit a uh, little bit higher than we had expected. But I don't I yeah don't, I don't expect that number to hold. Um, I don't know. I mean the audiences seem to uh, the folks that did turn out for it seemed to really like it. Um, I didn't like the movie at all. I thought it was pretty bad, but. Um, and I, I just think that the the real guys deserved an even better movie. And after twenty years of developing it, yeah. to have a story that shoddy was was not really is, uh, acceptable. But it got made. Uh, so hats off to George Lucas for for willing to to put up his own money to make it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so good for him. Uh, a little indie movie. Maker. Yeah, you know that that he is uh, he's like a a David Lynch or John Waters type. Just goes out <laughs> exactly. there and makes his little experimental films. Um, so let's dive into the week that was in movie news outside of the Oscar noms. Again, not really uh, much at all of uh, of stuff to uh, to talk about in terms of news. But let's talk about those Oscar nominations, shall we? Let us. Um, uh, we have the full list of nominees. Of course, I'm not going to rattle them all up because, as I said, we got to get going. We yeah. got lunch, but um, you know, I don't think it's any big surprise that Hugo, you know, kind of led the pack with the most nominations, and then the artists and the Descendants. Um, I think it was more noteworthy the the folks and films that got snubbed. Like, I'm not really surprised that Andy Serkis didn't end up getting nominated. I'm more yeah. disappointed, a little heartbroken for him because I just feel like at what point. Uh, you know, this guy, if there's anybody who's going to get nominated for uh, a motion capture, uh, performance capture uh, performance, is going to be him. But yeah. I just, you know, I don't know. I'm just so disappointed that the Academy can't get out of its own way on this. How different is that than acting in a silent movie? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, I mean, he had uh, he has a whole range of emotions and everything he has to channel. I mean, it is him. If they just looked at the 
the the Blu-ray special features, they would see that it's not just the special effects guys right. making a performance. It's him. Uh, other notable snubs, though. Drive uh, didn't get anything really outside of some techie noms. Albert Brooks, huge surprise there, yeah. is not nominated That's as a sad best supporting actor. I, I, I thought that he would get nominated and have a chance to win that category. Yeah, yeah, not even nominated. Ryan Gosling uh, was nominated for a few uh, Golden Globes, didn't get anything uh, this year, so he He'll, was completely he, shut up. He will get his. Eventually, though, yeah, he's he's only in movies that can get him Academy Awards. I used to now. think that uh, you know Christian Bale would never get an Oscar nomination, let alone a win. And so, if that can happen, you know, and I, and I think Bale's a great young actor, but I didn't think he would ever the Academy would ever acknowledge him, and clearly they did. So, uh, Michael Fassbender also completely overlooked um, the for shame, which makes me think they just have penis envy. Yeah, they don't like schlongs. Yeah. The, at the academy, there's no. not a whole lot. They'll, of they'll reward you for playing uh, a hooker, but not a male sex addict, yeah. uh, especially one uh, as endowed as Mister <laughs> Mister Magneto. <laughs> we, he also he has a few powers, and not all of them are magnetism. Let's just put it. Well, like I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is tied to magnetism. <laughs> it is. He can actually he can find water in a desert with that thing. <laughs> the spinning rod. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, some other notable. Uh, uh, emissions. Steven Spielberg uh, for director for War Horse. Now, as you know, people who read my review know I didn't love the movie. I didn't hate it. I just didn't realize, you know, wasn't on board. It was there. I wasn't on that bandwagon. But also, Tintin not nominated for best animated feature film, which it won the Producers Guild Award. It won the Golden Globe. The the race was kind of tightening in its favor. And now it wasn't even nominated, so uh, it looks like Rango will probably walk away with it, which I'm happy with. I liked Rango more than yeah. Tintin. I mean, we had said that before, and, and but I, it is very curious that, that it wasn't nominated in that category. It's just, it just seems yeah. strange, especially because you know, a lot of times you can, you can tell what the Academy Awards are kind of going to be judging by the awards that precede it. Yeah. And now there's a lot of like departures this year. And the departures aren't good ones. It seems like yeah. for all the sort of youth energy and movement that they want to bring <laughs> in, it's like now, you know. We're going to go for the French silent black and white movie. That's what's going to win. That's what's going to win. <laughs> and, you know, it's a good movie, but it's it's one of those films that um, is only for people in L.A. and New York to discover uh, – because I don't, I don't see it. Um, it's only made, I think, something like twelve million, which for a black and white silent French movie, I think is quite remarkable. Yeah, that's quite. But good. I don't see it being a, a kind of movie that, you know, if you're going to go out on a Friday night, yeah, let's go see that one. I mean, The Descendants, I think maybe a little more so, or Hugo, um, you know, because it's got more notable actors in there and it's a little more accessible but I'd like to see that thing go out on 3000 screens and then and then be in some of the o- and be in some of those audiences when... Michael Bay's the artist <laughs> and, and just hear like I mean if you can't stand people talking during normal movies like Wait, that's, that's going to be real bad <laughs> Yeah um, some other notable news this week. We had uh, – I'm just going to rattle off a few of them because not all of them are worth talking about. But let's start with uh, the Crow remake. It looks like it is going to happen. The uh, lawsuit between Relativity and the Weinsteins has been settled. Looks like they're going to work together. And uh, they have Aww. a new writer and director um, duo working on a new version of it. Uh, F. Javier Gutierrez is going to direct and Jesse Wigatu 
uh, who's actually been around for a while. I think he wrote, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he wrote that movie that all the Douglases starred mm-hmm. in, that like it runs in a family or yeah, something like that. I don't know. But he also, I remember this guy, he wrote a script, almost positive it was him, that w- that Fincher and Brad Pitt were going to do when it was based on Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. Oh, interesting. It was called Seared, and it was essentially it became... Um, I think they ended up kind of doing a version of it for that TV series that Bradley Cooper was in, mm. I think called Kitchen Confidential. But it was all about sort of this playboy chef and sort of um, his, uh, you know, the, the sort of n- the nitty gritty of the New York um, big chef scene. Yeah, food scene. And it was awesome, too, because, you know, it has a whole uh, uh, sequence where he hooks up with the bride on her wedding day. Like mm. bangs are in the back room of, the, yeah. I mean, so this is a script I Caligula read. Style. I read like almost like over twelve years ago, and wow. so for me to remember the script, uh, that's you know, kudos to him. It's probably because of the bride scene. So yeah, I mean, it, come on, that that's one of those things where he's like, I don't know, should I should I get married? <laughs> you know, it's like I don't know about that. Yeah, but no um, is the answer. Yeah, but it was interesting. It was a you know, it was an interesting script. So hopefully, this guy can bring something kind of. Uh, fresh to the crow uh, reboot, but again, we'll say. we don't care. Yeah, I don't think we really <laughs> need this project. It just sounds like again, like a a, um, a brand that Hollywood needs that project. Um, David Fincher's uh, version of the Goon, which he's been developing for a while, according to Paul Giamatti, who was doing some of the the um, like the pre work on that. Uh, looks like it just kind of fell apart. Uh, he thinks that the money ran out, but he think he he called it dead. But you know he's obviously not the official final word on it. But it certainly doesn't bode well mm. for that project. The you know what else is dead? The Elf Quest movie. Remember uh, that comic, Elf Quest? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I remember. Sexy Elfquest. fairies yeah. and yeah, sexy elves in next well, to was, nothing. Was over in development at Warner Brothers and. Uh, the uh, comic book co-creator went on uh, the official ElfQuest Facebook page and said that Warner Brothers ended up pulling the plug on the movie because they're also doing The Hobbit and they just, you know, they just said it was too close or whatever. I think honestly that that movie could have life later on, but I understand why Warner Brothers would want to make that. Um, I'd love to see it as almost like a heavy metal Hobbit. style, like yeah. a naughty cartoon. Yeah, yeah, you that know? could be cool. Um Lily but, but Collins. It won't happen that way. It probably won't <laughs> happen that way. Lily Collins uh, was supposed to star in the Evil Dead remake. She's, you know, in Priest. She's in Mirror Mirror, and she ended up having to drop out of that, uh, out of the Evil Dead remake. So I, I'm kind of bummed about that because I thought she, she kind of classed it up that little bit. She's actually a very um, promising young actress, mm-hmm. and she's Phil Collins' daughter. Yeah. So we could have had some Phil Collins music in there, you know, <laughs> or not, or not. Yeah. I'm a I'm an anti Phil Collins fan. I don't know if you know that about <laughs> me, but I'm not. I'm you not, and Patrick Bateman would not. I do not Phil love Collins. Phil Collins. Although yes, American <laughs> Psycho use of Phil Collins was quite good. The Hangover Three sounds like it's going to happen. The three main <sighs> actors, uh, Galifianakis, Cooper, and Helms, all looking at getting fifteen million a piece plus a piece of the back end. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> for that. Oh. So yeah. uh, that's um, that's a lot of money. For, but for Warner Brothers movies. doesn't have, like, all their franchises are wrapping up. Harry Potter's done. Last Batman movie from Nolan's coming out. They, they've got Superman. That's about it. So, Superman's waiting in the wings. Yeah. And, Hobbit. And Hobbit. But that's two and done. Yeah. So, you know, the, the cash machine, the ATM that is The Hangover, 
it's probably in the long run worth them spending forty five million. I think to yeah. make it because the rest of the movie isn't going to cost that much, and it's still going to yeah. make like two hundred million dollars. And it's going to do a different. Uh, it's going to have a different spin than the than the past ones where it was. You know, they wake up with amnesia. They're not going to do that this time. Good. So we'll see what happens. I I, I uh, jokingly uh, pitched Todd Phillips, the director, an idea that they should just wake up in prison, <laughs> and it kind of like a stir crazy kind of thing. But we'll see. Um, It'd be right. awesome if you just ripped off your idea and. You well, I think if you do it on camera in front of people, you're kind of sacrificing that to the to the ripoff gods. It's true. <laughs> you know? And um, you know, honestly, there's a, there's that little bit of me that's like, if I can if I can help this movie get it. made, you know, yeah. like I will. Well, we we've claimed credit for that, and sometimes rightfully so, because we'll have emails that prove that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, hey, uh, per your suggestion, I cast this actor or something like that. I totally tried to make Josh Jamel happen for Captain America. Back you in did. The day. You tried, man. <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, it sounds like Steven, Nobody bit. Steven Spielberg is going to make his uh, Moses movie, Gods and Kings. Um, they're expecting the deal to be closed uh, probably by the end of the month. And uh, with filming to start late spring, early summer next year. And it's going to have a more of a, a warrior vibe. Warrior. They want him to bring that sort of gritty Saving Private Ryan battle uh, technique of his to the story of Moses. That's cool. Because remember when Moses killed all those guys with a machine gun? That guy. That was amazing. That guy is one brutal son of a bitch. When he came down the mountaintop with the Ten Commandments, <laughs> but he just proceeded to beat people to death with them, old I'm, boy style. I'm actually really surprised that, and, and for a while it looks like they were kind of mucking around with some Old Testament stuff, but the Old Testament is full of lots of bloodshed, and I'm surprised that there aren't more Bible stories that like capitalize on that yeah. in the movies. Yeah, no, I mean it's it, it's amazing how much uh, ass kicking went on in the Old Testament. I mean, if you if you want to read, you know, the original uh, great action literature, just read <laughs> the Old Testament. Yeah. And, and it's also too you got people getting turned into pillars of salt. They're screwing. There's blood. I mean, I mean the New Testament gets a little hipster on us. Yeah, it's a little more <laughs> like, dude. Dude, love your brother, man. A little stoner, but you know, yeah, and, we did the old. It Testament. ends with a you know a horrible bloodbath, but it's pr- <laughs> it's pretty hippie, earthy, crunchy. For oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. They they left it open for a sequel. The Saint, remember him? Hey, and I didn't even mean to segue on that, but the Saint, oh. the Saint, uh, RKO. Is going to try to reboot the character. Now, I guess Lizelle here's kind Kilmer, of the well, yeah, the know, Simon Templar the TV show, but yeah. but I guess it sounds like there's kind of a screwy rights thing where RKO has rights to three particular saints sto- saint stories that they turned into movies way back in the day. So they're going to kind of like reboot, remake them. It reminds me a little bit of like Never Say Never Again, where the guy had some rights to right. Thunderball. So let's just remake Thunderball. Things I didn't know. Things RKO did. still exists. Yeah, they actually. <laughs> they well, they seem great at like announcing things they're going to do. I don't know if they've ever actually made anything yet. Like they had all these horror remakes they were going to do with the with the guys who did all the Saw movies, Twisted Pictures. Those guys. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen anything actually come from that yet. Um, uh, let's see. Russell Brand sounds like he's got this sort of Beetlejuice esque project in the works called The Entrepreneur. Oh god, terrible name. He's a peculiar man, as he's described in the in the uh the news stories I read. Sounds like who, uh, Russell Brand stealing some roles from Johnny Depp. Yeah, exactly. Where where it's uh 
uh, a family moves into their new neighborhood and they hire this peculiar man to, I don't know, do something. And he ends up uh, creating a haunted house with an oddball cast of characters. Oh, zany. Yeah. It's so zany. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But uh, uh, again, I, you know, we were talking about this yesterday, but I don't think that name's going to hold up. You think it will, but I, I think it will. I think it's just stupid enough that it'll. Clear everything. I think it's just going to be really hard to put on a poster and have people read it. They're going to be like the hot trail nub. Well, I don't understand where Russell Brand's getting the time because he's going to do a talk show too. Well, so. I mean, he's he's got some time now in his personal life. So, oh, now you now you're just being nasty. I'm just being Indiana mean. Jones just said. being mean. Um, okay, uh, couldn't be a podcast with Jim without some Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises spoiler. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> All right, so if you haven't heard this one, cover your ears for about a minute and a half. Um, Liam Neeson's been doing press, and he confirmed that he did indeed shoot a scene for Dark Knight Rises. He, of course, played Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins. Uh, he said he was only on the set for an hour and a half, so clearly just a cameo, a pop-up, like, hello. You know, it's, yeah, he doesn't even he talk doesn't like that. He doesn't sound like that, but that's no. cool. I'm I'm Dr. Martin Harris. That's his unknown character. That's a lot better. Um, So it sounds like, you know, could it just be a flashback scene? But here's the thing. The flashback scenes, young Ra's al Ghul is going to be played by Josh Pence. Um, And then the little actress who play uh, named Joey King, she revealed in an interview that she plays young Talia al Ghul. She said that. So, excuse me. Thank you, folks. Allergy attack on air. Uh, this actually kind of ties into a reader question. Uh, yes, we're actually doing reader email. Let me try reader and find email. it. Yeah. Let's see here. All right. Dark Knight. I mean, I feel like the Talia Al Gould thing is just something we've been kicking around forever. Right? Well, our our good old friend uh, uh, Valder writes in with with lots of rumors that Marion Cotier may be Talia Al Ghul in disguise. How about Nolan does a twist that Anne Hathaway's character, Catwoman, turns out to be Talia al Ghul. Same twist as was done in Batman Begins, but having Katyar be revealed as Talia just seems too obvious. Um, Well, I feel like um, he kind of answered his own question there. We all figure that Liam Neeson was really Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Because uh, he looks like the character is drawn in the comics. Right. And it just seems like you, you don't put a character like that in there for just, you know, essentially 25 minutes of the movie and not have it pay off in some larger way. Um, so I, I, I have a feeling that, no, Marion Cotillard is still Talia. In fact, yeah. I, I know it because there were set photos that leaked online showing her in this sort of very Cossack-style outfit that befitting a Talia al Ghul. Yeah. So why else is she in that outfit? I, I mean, it would be a huge <laughs> twist, but... I, it just seems like a, a mind job for the sake of Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it that way. Um, there was some Marvel news that uh, in the – well, it's more sort of, of rumblings of things. Neil McDonough, who played Dum Dum Dugan in Captain America, says that uh, he believes that Captain America 2 starts filming later this year after Thor 2 and Iron Man 3 are, are shot and that he hopes that uh, – uh, or suspects that Nick Fury will be the next – movie uh filmed after that um so yeah it would be cool to see uh captain america 2 maybe as one of those 2014 uh unnamed marvel releases and then doctor strange also sounds like it's kind of heating up a little bit um there are reports that it's not going to be as expensive as the other marvel films 
which kind of makes sense because he's uh, not as well known of a character, yeah. and why risk that much? On he, it? Well, I mean, he's a mystic, and and his stories are can go grand, but like I he's think the master of the mystic arts. But most of the Doctor Strange stories are a little smaller. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I always thought he'd be a good um, TV character in that he could be essentially an occult detective with a a, a case a week kind of thing. Yeah. Um, let me take another uh, reader email here. This one is from did it, did it, Cam Sky, and he said, Cam uh, Sky! A what movie of the year uh, that is an IGN-type movie are you not excited about? And then, if you could pick one movie that you will think uh, will tank in 2012, which one will it be? Wow. Um, when does Hangover 3 come out? Uh, <laughs> that probably wouldn't be until 2013. Well, if that comes out this year, I'm not excited for that. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I Like, actually, most of the stuff that's coming out this year, I'm pretty excited for. I yeah. have to say, like, on the... On the IGN tip, like, there's there's obviously stuff that, you know, is not, you know, like, other stuff that's coming out. But I don't I don't know it's going to be unsuccessful. I think Avengers is going to do big numbers. I, I mean, think. I'm concerned about uh, John Carter. I'm concerned about things like uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, which it, it it's either going to be, like, a huge cult hit and, and, you know, really take people by surprise or it's going to be another Jonah Hex. It could go either way right now. I'm, I'm just we haven't seen enough. I did a set visit for it. Not really allowed to talk about specifics, but um, it's one of those movies where I think they'll they'll discover it in the editing room if they can make it work or not. Interesting that Mirror Mirror got pushed. Um, yeah, it got pushed two weeks. Um, but you know, like Snow White and the Huntsman is something that I think could actually. Um, th- that's on the other side of the coin. I think that could actually be a huge movie. Yeah, it looks really sweet. Too. Like, I, I, I have a feeling it's going to pull the Twilight crowd. It's going to pull, like, the, the lady fans of Chris Hemsworth. Maybe the male fans, too. Probably. Well, it, it might be one of those movies where you weren't expecting anything from it, sort of like Rise of the Apes. Yeah. And, and it ended up being a, a, a surprise that everyone liked. Um, but I, I think it's got a lot of interesting factors going in there for it. Uh, Mirror, Mirror, who knows? It could be a big hit with families. It is coming out that little bit earlier, but it just, I mean, the trailer looks atrocious. And I, in, terms of, in terms of disappointments, <laughs> for me, um, Dark Knight Rises is going to have to be one hell of a movie in yeah. order for it to like, actually live up to expectations. It's got, a lot, um, it's got a lot to live up to. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'm confident that uh, it'll be a... a a good movie, but once you get to that that level that Dark Knight did commercially and artistically, um, you you pretty much have to be the second coming to to meet those expectations. I think it's really got nowhere to go but down in terms of people's expectations. Yeah. But Nolan is Nolan's never made a bad movie. I agree with that. I mean, what's the worst that will happen? He's made a really good Batman movie. I think I can live <laughs> with that, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying. I, like, I think I Avengers, on the other hand, uh, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I think it'll be a fun movie, but I don't think it's going to be uh, tran- uh, a transcendent kind of experience in terms of, like, I feel like it needs to be. I feel like there's different philosophies now from Marvel and DC um, well, maybe just say Marvel and Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Christopher Nolan has taken it to this, like, dark, really realistic place. And I think Marvel started off in this realistic place, um, like, r- more realistic with 
Iron Man, you know, I would say that's the first, you know, marker of that. And then, you know, like it's kind of gotten a little bit more and more sort of fantastical as it's gone along. And I think Avengers will, you know, be even more so. So I, I just think they're playing in different areas. And I don't want Avengers to be like Dark Knight Rises, you know, like I don't want them to be similar movies because yeah. I don't think Avengers is playing with those themes and it's certainly not about a lone vigilante struggling with his demons. You know, it's yeah. about a team. It should of, be fun. You know, it should be dudes adventure. And you know, yeah. um, and I and I've liked what I've seen so far of Avengers, and um, uh, I, I I do hope though that it's not um, uh, that it it doesn't shortchange any of the characters too much and I, rely just on sheer star personality to make up for what they couldn't get on the page. Do you think Skyfall is going to? <laughs> Do you think Skyfall's going to have um is going to be a, a financial disappointment? No, I mean the trend uh, with the Bond film seems to be that each one makes that little bit more than the last one. Yeah. Um and I think that, you know, it's been 4 years now since the last Bond film. So enough time has passed that I think people will be psyched for it. Um I just wonder if tonally how it will stand up. There there was definitely a schizophrenic element to Quantum of Solace, where Quantum they <laughs> we can never we'll never get past that no, because it's won't. it's probably our greatest hit. <laughs> that should be our theme song. Yeah. But um, you know, it had that sort of um, uh, you know the the very frenetic Bourne style action mixed with a, a, a pretty moody you know undercurrent, and I, I don't think it ever quite found its footing. Um, I like the movie for what it is, but I can understand why people were disappointed by it. Um, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, Mendes can at least kind of end that sort of uh, three-movie arc on a, on, a, on a good note for I them. think uh, I, I actually am – I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, and I'm uh, – the only, the only thing I'm worried about is, like, because of Quantum of Solace, are people still sold on the, the Daniel Craig? So I think largely audiences didn't love it. I liked it a lot, but I I I don't think that of like Scott, the general uh, public uh, of loved Quantum it. of Solace. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, here's the thing: it's the highest grossing James Bond movie. But you know, like so many uh, movies that seem to do well, like Pirates Four and things like that, yeah, um, you you can't you can't seem to find anybody that really loved it. Um, I I don't think uh, Skyfall. I mean, I keep calling it that. Uh, Solace was quite the uh, the disappointment that you know Hangover Two and Pirates Four and. Yeah, movies no, like that were, not. but it, it definitely had um, it left a bad taste. I think in a lot of the 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 people who were brought back into the Bond franchise after Casino Royale. I don't know if it necessarily if they'll stick around, but right. you know what? <clears throat> Come November, we'll see what else is out there. Maybe people will just want to go see it because yeah. it looks cool. Um, all right, guys, we got to start wrapping it up here. Yes, it is a very brief podcast, but. Opening this weekend, we do have um, uh, what the hell do we have? Open <laughs> Man on a Ledge, The Gray, and One for the Money, starring Katherine Heigl. That's right, America's sweetheart, Katherine Heigl. She's the opposite of America's sweetheart. She is like <laughs> I. America wants a restraining order. I think against does, her movies. Does do people actually connect with her as a human know. being? I don't know. Like, she, she's left me cold. For a while. I've never like, met I've, her. I've never seen an actual movie where I th- thought she was operating like a real human being. Yeah. Um, like even uh, Knocked Up, I thought she was decent, <clears throat> but like it was the writing that was decent. It was yeah. like 
I just what, don't... What, 27 Dresses in Win You Over? All the other movies she's been in, I just feel like she's... The ugly truth. ...kind of cold and, you know... Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that movie's going to do that well. Um, I think Man on a Ledge is going to take it this weekend. You think? Um, okay. I think it's going to take it with uh, 25. Okay. Um, that's probably pretty high, but, <laughs> but whatever. See, I, I think The Grey... The Grey is really good. I, I really like The Grey. I thought it was an awesome movie, but um, I'm not sure exactly what his theater count is. They are pushing it. Liam Neeson does seem to put asses in seats, but then again, you know, we thought 18 would do better. And so yeah. That, the same director. But I think it. now people are catching on to Liam Neeson as this, like, gruff, badass kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, you know, that there's an element there. But I, I would say The Grey is going to be second. Okay. Um, with, uh, let's say, 17. And okay. then Underworld third with, um, uh, I would say, 12. Okay. And then I think... Uh, one for the money. Okay. Well, I don't know. Red tails too. <laughs> Who knows? I'm All not. Right. I'm not going like... to venture a guess on the fourth place. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go the gray number one. I'm going to say twenty one. Just say men on the ledge two with uh, eighteen. I'm going to say red tails. Nice. Uh, I think it's going to hold. I'm going to say fourteen and then underworld four with uh, <clears throat> also with fourteen. It'll be one of those like. Uh, you know, by a by a hair kind of scenarios. And then one for the money, I think fifth place. I'd say it'll probably make about twelve. All right, guys. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see come Monday how we fared with our box office predictions. I'm thinking not very well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, do uh, do uh, give us a shout out over there on iTunes. Uh, and then keep sending us your reader email. I, I am very happy that we actually get to read some of it this week. I do love um, getting emails and messages from you guys on Twitter. Um, you guys really are. Uh, you send in some of the, the more thoughtful uh, responses to our work. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you all next time. We love you.